Hi guys, this is Ian recording, and today is a very special episode. We have our very first guest. Uh, he is my mom's cousin, Andrew Heller. He's a huge basketball fan. He loves the Knicks, and he, he, he knows a lot about basketball, so hopefully we'll be able to um, talk so about that today. Uh, hi, Andrew. Hi, Ian. Hi, thank you for having me on. It's really a pleasure. It's really an honor to be your first guest on your podcast. Um, how was it to see the Knicks season come, come up short? Well, you know, I, I will say um, as a lifelong Knicks fan, um, it's, um, it's been a disappointing, I would say, several years. Um, you know, I, I've been a fan for a long time and um, probably 30, 35 years. And I would say the last few years have been tough as they've been restructuring. So this year, you know, they, 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 they're a young team. They weren't playing that well. They, you know, they had a, they had a top three pick in RJ Barrett and um, they also had Kevin Knox from last year. And, um, you know, they, no one was expecting them to do well, but I will say it was, it was tough. It was tough not being able to see the season through and also not them seeing, you know, them to go to the bubble. So it was disappointing, but expected. I think no one expected them to really make the playoffs, and certainly no one expected them to win the title. So we just hope they can get a good draft pick and continue to get better next year. Uh, yeah, that's that's very understandable. Uh, I would, but Carmelo Anthony, who was great on the Knicks, um, some could argue he that was when he was in his primer on the Nuggets, and he is. He was he's playing the Lakers with the Blazers in the playoffs. Um, who do you want to win that series? Um, well, I am certainly um, given that uh, I, I, given uh, given that uh, Carmelo's on Portland. I'm rooting for Portland. Yeah. Um, I, I, one, I, I, I'm rooting for for the best. I like Portland. I like some of their players. I like I like Damian Lillard. I like CJ McCollum. Um, I now like, um, you know, some of the young guys they have. So I'm certainly rooting for Portland. Plus, you know, I'm not, I, I love for them to beat the Lakers who, um, you know, on, I, I was a Lakers fan when I was younger. Um, I'm not as much of a Lakers fan now given with LeBron and, um, the new team they put in there. So I'd be, I like nothing better for them, for Portland to beat the Lakers in the first round. Yeah. Um, Upsets are always fun, so we're gonna get into kind of some like some NBA playoff talk and what are some of our favorite matchups and what what to expect. So let's get into that. So, um, what are your favorite matchups of the NBA playoffs this year? Um. I think there's some really good ones this year. I have to say, um, it's going to be intriguing. One, just because I think you know, uh, you know, the, the the favorites it seems to be are, are Milwaukee and the Lakers. But you have some intriguing number two seeds. You have the you know the L.A. Clippers. You know, obviously with Kawhi Leonard um, and, and the rest of the crew, and they're an up and coming team. And the Clippers, who have never made it to the to the NBA Finals have a really, really good team this year and you could have a, you could have a matchup of the two LA teams in the Western Conference Finals. Um, then you have Toronto, obviously who are the defending NBA champions, with formerly with Kawhi. Um, I know you mentioned on your on your other podcast, Nick Nurse, who is um, uh, one of the favorites for NBA coach of the year, who I think has done a great job without Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, Toronto really hasn't missed the beat. 
um, with, uh, with Lowry and some of the other guys. They're doing really well. So I think, you know, Toronto has a good shot. But, I mean, I think some of the matchups are interesting, too. Um, you know, Portland and the Lakers. Um, Portland, who just, you know, they, 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 they got into the playoffs and had to do a playoff game, playing game. They are battle-tested right now and playing well. And, um, you know, it, it, now that everyone's been playing in the bubble and there's been a layoff, I think there's, you know, it, it, there's, there's a shot for a lot of these underdogs to, to do well. And the other, the other, you know, on the other side, you know, Orlando already won the first game against Milwaukee, but I do think, um, Milwaukee probably eventually will, will win that series. But you have the three, you know, three in the six in the East. You have the late, you have the Celtics and the 76ers, old time playoff rivalry there. Um, both, both very good teams and up and coming teams doing well. Um, you also have, um, the Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets, um, playing. And those are two teams with some good young players on both. You know, Luka Doncic had, I think, what, 41, 42 points in the first game. Low. Those are all they're all pretty strong matchups to start. Um. Yeah. Wait. Did you say that the Mavericks were playing the ja- the Jazz or the No? Nuggets? Did I get that wrong? Is the Mavericks? Are uh, the Mavericks? Yeah, I think. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Denver's Denver's playing the Jazz. Is that right? Denver yeah. Denver beat the Jazz, and the Mavericks are playing. Who are they playing? The Clippers. Sorry, they're playing the Clippers. Yeah. So that's right. They, they, that's right. So the Denver the Mavericks lost to the Clippers. I think that uh, this year, so I can tell that Blazers fans are loving Charles Barkley these days. Um, last night on TNT, he had a little broom and he was sweeping like the Blazers were going to sweep the Lakers. And not many, I don't really know any other people that uh, that had the Blazers beating the Lakers. And I don't know any people that had the um the Orlando Magic beating the Milwaukee Bucks. So for them to both win game one really puts the pressure on the Bucks and the Lakers to win it. I also like the um four and five seed for both conferences. The Heat against Pacers, great matchup, and um the Rockets against Oklahoma City Thunder, Chris Paul against James Harden. They used to be teammates, but they don't want they don't want each other to win now, and I think I think there's some really good matchups here. Absolutely, it's very exciting. It's gonna be a really really exciting playoffs. That's that's true. The the four or five matchups are really close, and uh, especially with Oklahoma and Houston, and having you know players from former teams they swap teams, and to see them play against each other, it should be it should be pretty interesting. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm excited. Um, you know, I, I'm just uh, I'm just looking forward to to be able to watch some NBA basketball again. Yeah, so am I. Who do you think has shown in the in the Orlando bubble? Kind of a change of topic. Who do you think will who do, like? What are the up and coming teams like the Suns who went undefeated in the bubble? Who do you think is going to be great next year? You know that's that's a really good question. I think I think you're 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 probably you know you're probably right. You probably saw you saw snippets of teams that maybe came a little short this year, but could do well. I, I, I certainly Phoenix Suns were at the top of my list. They they finished what the last seven in a row. Just came up short in the Western Conference um, to to do well. And you know the other team is the Memphis Grizzlies. I know you've seen you know they've seen the Portland seen Portland just beat them on Saturday. I was watching part of that game, you know, and, and Jay Morant, 
who had over 30 points, he looks really good. So the, the Grizzlies have a good up and yumming team, and they could be good next year. I mean, the West is really deep. You already have, you know, eight teams that are going to be, you know, it's going to they're going to battle it out for the playoffs and, and to get to the to get to the title. And then you have teams like, you know, you have teams like um, Memphis. You have teams like the Suns, also the San Antonio Spurs. You know, they seem to be rebuilding quick. You know, they've always been very good with Popovich for many years, and they, you know, they didn't make the playoffs this year. I think it's only like the second time Popovich hasn't made the playoffs, which is unbelievable in the last twenty plus years. But you know, they could be better next year. The other team is, you know, the Sacramento Kings. You know, I've been following them for for a, a few years, and they're getting better and better. And they, they, you know, they've they've fallen short the last few years, but they could be there. So I think um, I think you'll have. Uh, I think you'll have some good year teams. I think, I mean, the talent in the West is good. I mean, the East, you know, I think the Knicks still have a ways to go. Um, you know, some of the others, you know, some of the others in the East are, you know, maybe a few years away. But I think, I think, you know, I think those kind of teams right there should should do well next year. Yeah, so do I. The Western Conference is really packed with some young teams like the Grizzlies, who I think uh, as they gain experience if in my opinion if John Morant has a more consistent jump shot like Damian Lillard's or another great point guard then and if he I've seen some of his games and he's constantly passing up wide open three pointers because partially I think it's because he's not confident confident enough with himself and in his jump shot but I also think the ones that he does take he doesn't really make them. So he needs to really get a jump shot to help them. And when you add up all of the threes that he's missed in wide-open jumpers, then in the end, that's going to cost them a lot of points. So, yeah. And then there's also Zion Williamson. I'm really excited to see him play and actually get to start the season and not really get injured and all that stuff. He didn't play many games, but I think if he's able to get a little bit like faster and more agile and not just bump everybody around every time, then he should be able to really take the Pelicans to possibly the playoffs or farther. I totally agree. And I don't know if you know, but I went to Duke. So I saw Zion, I, I saw a bunch of Zion play on TV and was very excited about him. And I was, kind of hoping he'd stay for another year at Duke, but that wasn't going to happen given his talent and given that he was going to go number one in the, in the, in the draft. And I was also hoping that the Knicks would hopefully maybe get him because he's a, he's a franchise-making difference maker. So I think I agree. I think he's going to have a really, once he's healthier a little bit and has a full season, off season to work out and to get back in shape, I think he'll, he'll do really well. Yeah, um, I also think that the there's two teams – uh, there's actually a couple teams that I really have in mind, which are the Heat and the Pelicans, who Bam Adebayo pretty much like an all-star, and he he used to be average player, but he's turned into an all-star. So next season the Heat should be pretty good, and then also the Pelicans, who have Brandon Ingram, and he just had a huge breakout season. And if he's able to keep that up and Drew Holiday and Zion are able to stay healthy, then I think the Pelicans should have a pretty good year next year. 
Well, don't forget also about J.J. Redick, too. Yeah, that's J.J. Redick. very consistent shooter and really a nice role player for them. Uh, yeah, so the Suns, who have DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker, I think that's an amazing duo. Hopefully, um, since DeAndre Ayton, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that I saw it in the newspaper that he actually got suspended for 25 games because of positive drug testing. So hopefully he stops all that and they're able to have a good season together. That, I agree. That That is correct. And that, that did, did happen. And hopefully he learns from that and can move on next year. But he is a talent. He's a good young talent. And Devin Booker is getting better and better. He is he's becoming a superstar in the league from Kentucky. Um, he's another young guy, and I, I actually got to see him play a few years ago. The Nick, the Suns came to, to Madison Square Garden. He played, and that was when Jeff Hornacek was still coaching the, the Suns, and Suns were really lousy then, but he was kind of a, a shining star for them. And uh, Knicks actually won that game. It was a rare game the Knicks won, but uh, um, it, was, uh, it was a fun one. But you can see that back then, even like three or four years ago, he was going to be a good player. Yeah. So uh, do you think – that, uh, like, do you think that the Suns have a chance of taking it, taking, because based on what we've been seeing in the Orlando bubble, if they do that to every team, they probably won't go undefeated. That's, that seems pretty impossible. But do you think that they'll be able to keep that stuff up and land in the top five of the Western Conference next season? I mean, I, I, I would say I think the goals are just to kind of get better and better. I think the top five, given how deep the West is right now, would be a very challenging um, mountain to climb. I think they would. I think they really need to just focus on getting better, staying healthier, getting better as a young team. Um, I think they, you know, I think they'll be better. I think their goal should be to make the playoffs and to kind of to grow as a team and you know, and, and just become more dangerous. But I, I think I, I don't think a top five would, 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 is going to happen. It's just it's going to take some time. You know, it may be, may, it may be easier to do an Eastern Conference, but the Western Conference is just too deep. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with that. And um, what do you think about Wendy and Gabriel starting against the Lakers and really putting, like, guarding Anthony Davis and keep, keeping him, like, not scoring much in the first quarter. What do you do? You think that we'll continue to see him uh, getting the starts against the Lakers? That, that's a really good question. You know, I don't know much about him, um, but I've seen. I saw he had a really good game, and I hope he, I hope that continues. But I just I can't. I, that's one guy I don't know that much about. So maybe you know. Maybe you can talk more about him. Um, sounds like he. You know, I know I know Anthony Davis. I know how tough he is to guard, how big. But maybe putting that kind of body on him. And putting that is good, but I need I need to watch more Portland to see how he will do. Yeah, I really I totally agree with that. He's a very long player, has very long legs, very long arms, and is not afraid to block anybody. He's not afraid to block dunks, and some of the players are like, I won't even go f- and try for that because I'll probably get hurt or something will happen to me that won't be good. I'll foul them. But Wenyan Gabriel is not afraid to go up and try to get the block or the dunk. 
So I think that's something really valuable. And another thing in a player that every coach in the league wants in every player that Wayne Gabriel has is the hustle. Al Farouk Aminu, um, he used to be on the Blazers. He also brought that to the Blazers. But Wayne Gabriel, uh, it's the hustle. The hustle for running, running for it when it's going to go out of bounds and trying to always save it. And when nobody's going for it, they just they just realize that, hey, I can get that. I, I'm long, I'm big, and I can hustle, and I'm fast. So I think that's really important to see. I'd like to see more consistent shooting from him. Uh, but uh, he, we've seen that he has a jump shot and that he's not afraid to take it. So I think that if he ever reaches his prime and really... Hopefully, we haven't seen this prime yet and really, like, becomes more of a consistent player, then I think he could potentially get a lot more playing time on the Blazers. So, that's that's definitely something to watch out for. So, for our final little segment, we have, like, kind of our predictions and our breakout players for the playoffs. Andrew, who are yours? Well, I would say um, my predictions are I think it's going to be a Milwaukee Bucks, um, L.A. Clippers finals. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good one. And I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks in six games. And then my two breakout players are, um, I mean, he's already kind of broken out, but Luka Doncic I think is going to have a great playoffs. um, And um, the the sky's going to be a limit for him going forward and I think Jason Tatum is um is my breakout player uh, in the uh, Eastern Conference uh yeah I definitely agree with that my finals uh I'm seeing I'm definitely seeing the Lakers in the conference finals I'm seeing the Blazers potentially winning a couple more games but I'm seeing the Lakers take it in five to six games and then the Lakers coming up um possibly I think they're gonna play the Bucks. But I think the Toronto Raptors can put up a fight against the Bucks, but I think the Bucks are going to come out in the end. And for the championship, I think normally LeBron and AD they're going to put up a storm and not and not lose. But Giannis Antetokounmpo is a very special player, and I think he's going to push it. And Chris Middleton, hopefully, he'll come up clutch also, and Eric Bledsoe. And ho- and I think that the Bucks are going to take the championship. Some of my breakout players are really like Wenya. No, not Wenya Gabriel. I was going to say that, but that was one game. I have just like you, Luka Doncic, and because he's a very he's like he's like a Magic Johnson. He has great court vision and just great overall knowing of basketball. And then on the Eastern Conference, I think I'm going to have to go with for a breakout player. There's been many breakout players who have been playing really good. But I think um, it seems like there's been a lot of talk about, like, about this very talented player. And that player is actually um, uh, Pascal Siakam. I think that 
since since Kawhi has left, um, I think Kawhi definitely made him a better player as he won Most Improved Player last year. But I think Pascal Siakam is going to come up really big. We won't see it. In my opinion, I'm not going to we're probably not going to see it until later rounds because he doesn't have to push as hard right now as they're playing the number 7. But when he when it when the time comes, he's going to go all in and probably take it pretty far. So that's it. Do you have anything else, Andrew, that you would like to say? No, just thank you for having me on. I really had a great time talking basketball with you and um, love your podcast. It's really a great initiative that you've taken in doing this. And um, we look forward to hearing more more as you as you do it through the playoffs. Yeah, um, that's it for today. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll, I'll be back with more episodes, and bye.